Hello, this is Brent Leary, and I'm about to go one-on-one -on -one with the CEO and founder of Accelerator, serial entrepreneur Jeff Haney. Jeff, thanks for joining me today. Thanks, Brent. Now, uh, you have, you're you a serial entrepreneur, as I mentioned, and you've started a number of companies, but your recent company is Accelerator. So maybe you could tell us a little bit about your background and a little bit about Accelerator. Yeah, no, no problem. So um, this is my, uh, I don't even know how many companies these days. <laughs> it's hard <laughs> to keep count, but uh, it's certainly my third venture back startup. Um, and um, I, I've got a long history of mostly technology software companies um, that I've been involved with or started. And uh, Accelerator, um, we're focused really as a mobile cloud platform and helping companies build mobile and tablet-oriented solutions for their business. And, uh, of course, this is probably the best time to be involved in what you're doing with everything that's going on with uh, smartphones and tablet devices and everything is really fixated on mobile today. Uh, that's right, yeah. I mean, it's hard to, you know, as an entrepreneur, uh, it's, it's the hardest thing to do is, well, there's a lot of hard things to do, but one of the hardest things to do is this market timing and <laughs> mobility is a good good time to, to be in this market. And it's funny, speaking of mobility from a kind of different perspective, uh, we first met when you were here in Atlanta, and, and I'm still based here in Atlanta, and uh, you actually moved out to Silicon Valley, really, I guess, to kickstart Accelerator off. That's right. What was? Why did you have to make the move? Because you know, uh, there's a lot of folks that are starting businesses in technology, and a lot of them are outside of Silicon Valley. But for you, the best move was to go there and be there physically. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, it's a it's an often asked question, uh, and it's an often debated topic of you know inside Silicon Valley or outside, and, and certainly with the advent of social media and Facebook and and you know Twitter and connections online being easier and easier in the world, getting a lot flatter. Um, you, you know, certainly there's great businesses all over the world, and you can start a business if you're an entrepreneur pretty much anywhere today. Um, you know, for me, I mean, at the end of the day, I think the the big um, you know, thing that you have to realize, having done, raised money before, is at the end of the day, um, building a great company is about people, uh, and people are about relationships. And you know, and, and that's true for business. That's true for uh, for you know venture funds, and that's true for you know great employees. And so, um, you know, ultimately, people buy from people. And um, you know, as much as how wonderful uh, the social networks help us amplify those relationships. Um, really, there's no really replacement from sitting across from somebody at a table, or you know, at a, uh, having a drink or having a coffee, and then having a you know eye-to-eye -eye discussion and a heart-to-heart -heart discussion about what you're doing and and what what the opportunities are together. And and you know, I think that was the that was the big reason that um, I felt like the the best area, particularly the type of company we're in, a very highly you know innovative, very fast-moving uh, market space. Uh, highly disruptive market space. Uh, the best place for me and for our business, I felt like, was being here in the heart of that, uh, where a lot of that disruption and innovation and capital happens, and certainly a lot of the people that are in that ecosystem that are used to that kind of uh, those types of business models. Uh, and you know, and and, and, a, and a, uh, you know, a wise uh, investor told me a while back, you know, if you if you want to be an actor, you go to L.A. You go to Hollywood, and if you want to be a you know stockbroker, you go to New York, and if you want to be a technology entrepreneur, you come to Silicon Valley, and and I think that really you know that really struck on me, and and um, yeah, that's the big the big driving force on why I thought it was good and important for us to be here. And 
when you think about it, uh, some things you just can't replicate. You, you, uh, the social and the uh, current technologies, we can do a lot of things with it, but we can't replicate certain aspects of human life, right? <laughs> Even <right>. today. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think social is a good example of their amplifiers. I mean, at the end of the day, we're social creatures, and so I think they help really help us keep connected, and they help us amplify our relationships and things like that, and certainly augment the things that maybe we don't have on the on you know on the offline world but but uh but at the end of the day you start relationships often uh you know again this is a not a hundred percent rule but you often start relationships by sitting across from somebody right and now do you think uh you could still have created a company like Accelerator uh if you had stayed where you were or maybe it would just take a lot longer or would it have been possible at all to do it you know, I think in our case, and I, you know, I, you know, I'm willing to admit that we're fairly unique. I think I don't think every business necessarily follows these rules. I mean, so this is a little bit of a uniqueness in, in the types of companies, which is important if you're thinking about the types of needs that you have as companies. You think about building the company. Um, no, I don't think we would have been able to do uh, uh, what we've done, and certainly I don't think we've ever done done it in the uh, with the capital needs and the and the the people needs that we had. Uh, from a time frame standpoint, if if ever, um, so I, I just think that's the that's the that's been the, the great thing about you know about software and technology in general. Ultimately, in, in a lot of the new types of companies, um, you know, it's about people. It's about getting great people that really are experienced and understand how to build high growth companies. And that pe- those people aren't just employees, but they're partners. They're you know, they're investors, they're the whole ecosystem of people that, that it takes to really build a very large, successful, fast-growing company. Um, and the clusters that are around that are built up. And, and Silicon Valley is a very unique place, probably not replicatable, uh, at least uh, anytime soon, for this type of cluster that is fairly unique. And for our business that sits in this type of cluster, it was the right, the right move at the right time, and, and I don't think we could have done it otherwise. So let's talk a little bit about the the growing emergence, the growing dependence on mobile devices of all kinds from a business uh, relationship perspective. You guys do a really interesting report every quarter with uh, IDC on how uh, application developers, mobile application developers, are taking to these different platforms. What are some of the things, uh, maybe the main trends that uh, businesses should be aware of that are really trying to utilize and create mobile applications to engage with their customers. Yeah, I mean, I think at the end of the day, if you think about a lot of uh, a lot of the time you spend, um, you know, day to day, it's it's more and more increasingly getting in front of alternate screen devices, so smartphones, tablets, you know, smart televisions, and we're going to see a lot more of that with surface computing and telematics and and uh, wall-based computing, I think, over the next, you know, decade. So I think we're seeing more and more, a lot of people call this the post-PC era, where, you know, the PC is not dead, and certainly, you know, we're going to still have, uh, have uh, you know, those types of computing devices for a long time. But, I mean, I think we're seeing that more and more capabilities and, uh, you know, uh, opportunities to exist um, with the devices in your pocket uh, and always available and always on. And, you know, with the move towards cloud computing, you know, businesses really have this much more interesting opportunity to be able to, you know, be much more productive uh, with mobility and with tablets and with these emerging screens um, because information is much more readily available, much more information is in the cloud, and then the ability to build mobile applications that really equip and enable companies and those employees 
uh, is really a low cost and available today. And I think that's the big disruptive opportunity that businesses have um, to really both expand their business, uh, you know, especially if they're a SaaS or a software product company business, expand that into mobility. But certainly from from, a, from an end business, you know, what does that impact by my remote workforce or my knowledge workers and things like that? How does that really impact their productivity and their enhancement towards the types of uh, work that they do on a day-to-day basis? Are you surprised at all at the speed of acceptance when it comes to tablet devices like the iPad and some of the Android devices that are coming on right now? I mean, it's sort of a yes and no uh, answer. I mean, on one hand, yes. I mean, it, you know, it's, it's just daunting if you look at how fast, uh, you know, the iPads to use that is not even a full segment. It's just a particular product. You look at how fast that revenue and the acceptance of the iPad just historically has been for Apple. I mean, they're, they're now selling in revenue more, I heard, more uh, more in iPad than they are in their in their, uh, their uh, existing desktop, laptop line. Uh, and that's just, that's just dramatic if you're talking about less than 18 months of a product introduction into the market. Um, and so, but, but, but no, I think in the sense that, you know, we've always been thinking and talking and, and imagining these devices, uh, you know, as, techno- as a technology, broader technology community. Um, it's something that we've always talked about, uh, you know, e-books and tablets and slates and something as the future. And I think what's happened is there's just a combination of things that really have happened. One is the smartphone has really driven the cost, the total cost of ownership down for, for uh, you know, for the build materials to be able to make these types of devices. Uh, and I think the technology, when, you, when it comes to chipsets and memory and, and sort of the cost associated with that, has just dramatically continued to come down. And so, uh, and then that you combine that with high-speed data networks, which uh, not, aren't always great in North America, but that are, but are dramatically getting better with 3G and 4G. I think those, and certainly the widespread use of, of Wi-Fi um, publicly, I think that's what is sort of a perfect storm uh, of timing for these types of devices to really dramatically change the way we work and the way we consume content and the way we interact with business and, and consumer-based systems. What about the um, the adoption of the app marketplace apps? As opposed, it's interesting because I was thinking about this the other day around uh, when you think about the using the full word applications, it, it, you think of software that's uh, made to be installed that uh, takes a certain amount of uh, uh, work to maintain and update and it has a connotation of a little more difficulty but when you think of just shortening the word with apps and having it delivered over something like uh, the marketplaces and being able to download it right away and be able to use it and it's less expenses has that played a role in the the, uh, the quick adoption of uh, mobile applications or, or mobile apps that uh, really have were, weren't around 18 months ago compared to the more traditional delivery of applications. That's right. Yeah, I think what, there's, a, again, I think a perfect storm of, of things that really are external and, and contributing factors. I mean, one is, you know, Apple certainly has helped the world and sort of consumers you know, starting with iTunes, uh, understand how to buy micro how to use micro payments, and how to how to buy things, uh, you know, digitally in a in a, in a organized uh, fashion. Uh, and then, so with the introduction of the app marketplace, uh, you know, uh, and sort of uh, they had sort of a, a significant advantage, I think, that they had built around that. Uh, and then, if you think about, you know, how that's been delivered, packaged, merchandised. 
payments, all the friction is in some ways they've sort of removed from the normal traditional process of distribution and maintenance and things like that. Uh, and I think that's what's really helped oil the machine. And now, you know, what you're, what you're seeing is I've been reading all the reviews of the BlackBerry Playbook that just came out, and all the reviews are, are now, you know, saying that it doesn't have a good app. You know, the, the, the apps don't stand alone, and they don't even have a standalone email app. And, and you know, and, and uh, they're now being compared about how good the app ecosystem is and how good the native apps are on the device and how, you know, in this case, they're inferior, at least to the reviewer's mind. And I think that's, uh, you know, a competitive dynamic and a, an interesting market dynamic that we haven't really seen before. Uh, and I think, you know, when you start to see the richness and the compellingness and the use cases for what you can do with apps, um, it doesn't mean that web content is going to get, you know, killed as much as we'd like to, you know, we'd like to have that, you know, technology philosophical debate all the time. It just means that the shifting behaviors of use cases and, and kind of the capabilities of these devices are changing very rapidly. Uh, and there's a lot of new interesting opportunities for businesses to actually be able to take advantage of them. And, and what does uh, Amazon's Android marketplace, uh, what does that mean for the way that uh, we embrace application de development on uh, mobile devices? I mean, I think it's, a, it's, a, it's just a great, you know, opportunity for everybody. I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, what Amazon has is a phenomenal, you know, consumer transaction engine, you know, with remarketing and targeting and, and uh, recommendations and all the things that make Amazon a great bookseller. Uh, and that they have that combined with a phenomenal now web services infrastructure, certainly probably bigger and bigger a part of their core business. Uh, and I think, you know, that is the thing that I think is going to continue to propel both businesses and consumers, the, the adoption of, of applications, and it provides a great venue for companies from a distribution and a marketing standpoint. You know, it's it, the, the Internet was great because, um, you know, anybody could produce a web page in the early days, but it was problematic because it was impossible to find all the millions of websites in the world until Google came along and really made it really easy to search. And, and then they also, more importantly, they created a business model for everyone to be able to make money, uh, either through driving search uh, to your, you know, driving sort of you know, relevant, uh, you know, searches towards your website or helping you monetize the content on your website. Um, and so, um, you know, I think that's what's happening in the market space right now. It's still a little messy. It's still a little cluttered. But I think mobility, there's going to be new in interesting business models that are going to really propel the next version of, I think, the, the sort of the, the mobility space that's going to be interesting for businesses and consumers. have been having a great conversation with the CEO and founder of AppCelerator, Jeff Haney. And, Jeff, one last question I'd like to ask you. Uh, for companies that are just starting to figure out or think about creating some sort of an application to be delivered uh, over a mobile device, over a tablet device that is aimed at um, making better relationships, engaging customers. What are some of the things that they should be aware of? And we're not talking about the folks who actually do the, um, the coding, but the business folks who are trying to figure out how the best strategy they can uh, put together when it comes to delivering applications over these mobile devices? Yeah, I mean, I think, the, I think the thing that we kind of recommend for companies really is to start with what is your strategy and really understanding the mobile you know, way. I mean, it's not, you know, mobility isn't just taking your web 
website or your web content and just sort of miniaturizing it so that it runs on a tablet, it runs on a, on a, on a smartphone device, or trying to completely replicate that content on a tablet device. I mean, a lot of people do that. Uh, you don't get a good return for that. I think what you have to really do is sort of say, how did the use cases uh, from mobility really impact my business and what are the things that I can do to really take advantage of that? So a couple of really simple examples are, uh, you know, if you think about the insurance industry, all the insurance companies now are making reporting accidents uh, using the mobile device much, much better. And so for them, the impact is certainly it's driving my cost down from a call center standpoint. And it's also, more importantly, creating a much better experience and faster turnaround from a, from a, uh, from a capturing all the necessary data, the pictures, the details, the location from a geo standpoint, all the kind of things that are necessary when an adjuster kind of has to come out to the crime scene, right? So, or the, not the crime scene, but the, <laughs> the accident scene, um, which could be a crime scene. But, uh, you know, that's a great example of where we're really augmenting a very important set of pieces of my business that really transforms my business, creates a much better relationship with my customer, um, and ultimately creates efficiency and top-line capabilities that maybe I don't have with a call center or with the traditional processes in my business. So, you know, I think those are good examples of where, you know, in that case, great example of where mobility is really impacting the business. And you're not just thinking about, okay, well, I just look up where my late, my, my most closest agent is or how to find the website location of my, uh, you know, my Allstate insurance, right? It's, it's really an impactful thing. And so I think businesses, you know, small and large need to look at mobility is how do I really think about transforming my business and using mobility in a way to do that? And where can people learn more about what you're up to? And, and also, uh, Stay tuned for the report that you're about to uh, release. Yeah, the best place is, uh, you know, our website, Accelerator, so I'll spell it, A-P-P-C-E-L-E-R-A-D-O-R.com, Accelerator.com. Um, we will be publishing that report here really soon, and uh, we publish it every quarter, and there's, you know, a great wealth of resources on our site on helping companies determine what to do in their mobile strategy. And we just went one-on-one with Jeff Haney. Thanks again, Jeff, for your time. No problem, thanks.